Well, what a joy it is to have communion, to be around the Lord's table right now. Isn't that a blessing? Here we are, blessed and privileged to partake in the Lord's Supper. I'd like to read a passage of Scripture to you from Isaiah. This time I'll be reading from the Living Bible. It's uh, Isaiah 52 and verse 15. That's the last verse in uh, chapter 52 and then verse 50, chapter 53, the first 11 verses. And so this is, in the Old Testament, giving us a picture of what Jesus did for us and how he, he enabled us to be made righteous. So it's a passage of scripture that I'm guessing you wouldn't really often read. There's one or two parts that you, oh yeah, yeah, I know that part. But let's just allow, thank you Holy Spirit that you just make your word real to us right now as we prepare our hearts for communion. Isaiah 52, the last verse. It says, for they shall see and understand what they had not been told before. They shall see my servant. This is Father God speaking about them seeing Jesus. They shall see my servant beaten and bloodied, so disfigured, one would scarcely know it was a person standing there. So shall he cleanse many nations. Verse 1 of the next chapter, 53. But oh, how few believe it. Who will listen? To whom will God reveal his saving power? In God's eyes, he was like a tender green shoot. Perhaps that could refer to when Jesus had just been born. He was a tender green shoot sprouting from a root in dry ground and sterile ground. But in our eyes, there was no attractiveness at all. Nothing to make us want him. We despised him and rejected him. A man of sorrows and acquainted with the bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way when he went by. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our grief he bore. Our sorrows weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. On to verse 5 on the next slide. But he was wounded and bruised for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was lashed and we were healed. We, every one of us, have strayed away like sheep. We who left God's paths to follow our own. Yet God laid on him the guilt and sins of every one of us. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he never said a word. What a God. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he stood silent before the ones condemning him. From prison and trial, they led him away to his death. But who among the people of that day, listen to this, realized it was their sins that he was dying for? Can you imagine? 
as he's been led away to be crucified by these very people. It was their sins and ours are included in that that he was dying for, that he was suffering for their punishment. Verse 9, he was buried like a criminal but in a rich man's grave. But he had done no wrong and had never spoken an evil word. Verse 10 on the next slide. But it was the Lord's good plan. Take note of that. It was the Lord's good plan to bruise him and to fill him with grief. However, when his soul has been made an offering for sin, then he shall have a multitude of children, many heirs. He shall live again. This is speaking about the resurrection. He shall live again, and God's program shall prosper in his hands. And when he sees all that is accomplished by the anguish of his soul, he shall be satisfied. And because of what he has experienced, listen to this, my righteous servant shall make many to be counted righteous before God. In the last verse, last part there, for he shall bear all their sins. Isn't this a remarkable passage of Scripture? But just in that last verse, it says there that my righteous servant shall make many to be counted righteous before God. Do you believe that? Because of what Jesus did, because of his perfect sacrifice, his blood being shed on the cross, he has made you and I who've put our faith in him to be righteous. This was the goal. This was the aim. This is what he brought about, that he would make many to be righteous. And that's why it's so sad when many who have been washed by the blood of Jesus begin to have this wrong mindset from the devil and a mindset of condemnation, a mindset of you're not good enough, a mindset of you are not cleansed, you miserable old sinner, you. That is not in agreement with what God says about those who have been washed by the blood of Jesus. And so I want to say to you today, make sure that in the way you live your life, you come into agreement, recognizing that because of what Jesus has done, you are counted righteous before God. What a God we serve. For he bore all of their sins. And so I want to remind you that there is no condemnation, no feeling guilty, no black cloud of heaviness over the people of God because of the righteousness of Jesus within us. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. How do you get to be in Christ? By simply inviting Christ to be in your heart and life. If you've never done that, I encourage you to invite Jesus into your heart. Say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I ask for forgiveness. I open my heart to you. Thank you that you wash my heart clean. And I receive you into my heart and life. Thank you that you make me righteous. And so I want to say to you today that you are blessed. We are blessed. We're going to have serving of communion now. Communion team, would you please move out to get the elements and get ready to serve that. Uh,
If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, then as the bread and the cup is passed by you, just pass it on to the next person. But if Jesus is the Lord of your life, this table is for you. You can partake in communion as well.